that has to be one of the greatest jobs in America right there. <laughs> like, you'd sit around and play with junk, put it in the, in the, in the cup. It'd be awesome. Hey, let me pray for us. We're going to jump right in. We're talking about all access. Uh, we want to give you access to some things tonight. Jesus does, actually, but I want to tell you about it. Let's pray. Jesus, thanks so much for the opportunity to be here. I thank you so, many, so much for the students that are here tonight. I know they are looking forward to summer, and they've got to finish out strong with some school. I pray that you would help them do that. Be patient. Uh, and just finish strong as it gets closer and closer. God, tonight, would you help us to, to like, let the distractions go away? If there's somebody next to us, we usually, you know, mess with, help us just tonight to just zone in uh, to your word. Help us, our phones, not to be distracted. Not all that, God, would you just help us to hear your word, and would you help me to uh, speak your word? I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Two weeks ago, we started a series called All Access, and we talked about how amazing it is to have all access to an event. Like, it's always good to be in the in crowd. It's always good for people to say, yes, sit with me. It's always good to say, yes, I made the team. And then the other spectrum, it's just horrible when you don't. And when you have no one, it's just, it's not fun. And we talked about this a couple weeks ago, that how amazing it is when, uh, because of Jesus, that we are in with God. Like, we have all access to God because what Jesus did on the cross, and that's good news for you and for me. Tonight, I want to look at something that nobody in here, everybody in here, uh, struggles with what I'm going to talk about tonight. Every single person, I don't care how old you are, how tall you are, how short you are, how smart you are, uh, it doesn't matter what you are, there, this is a, something we deal with probably multiple times a day. It's something we've all fallen at, yet it's something tonight, Jesus is going to tell us that we have some access to some help when it comes to this subject. And what we're talking about tonight is temptation. And man, it is stinking everywhere, it's on every corner, it's out to get us, it just wants to have us. Temptation is kind of like this plant I read about this week. This plant is found in Australia, uh, this plant is called a sundew. It looks really pretty, it looks kind of cool, uh, I think it looks nice, like a nice little plant, like nothing's going to go wrong, it looks kind of really, really cool, it looks harmless, much like Temptation. Doesn't look like it's going to do anything, won't hurt us, you know, it's, we're going to be alright if we say yes to it, it's okay. But this thing also has a slender arm that comes out. You can go ahead and show the next one. There's a slender arm that comes out, and there's these tiny round leaves. And they actually glisten on the end of the, the, end of the leaves here. You can see it in the picture. It's pretty, pretty clear. Um, it's bright drops of liquid. And it looks like really, really fine dew. But little does the insect know of what's going to happen next. Because as the insect dares to dance on it, that arm using the vibrations of the animal is going to continue to close. And the next thing we find is, is this. Those shiny moistures on each leaf are actually sticky. And it imprisons almost any bug that touches it. When they try to get free, it just gets them tighter and tighter and tighter, closely tied around it. This innocent looking plant then begins to feed on its, its victim. I mean, it's just an ugly thing, and it's much like temptation. We think on the other end of it, we'll be happier, and then we end up at the end of temptation, and we're just, we're like, and there's consequences now, because I, I gave in. There's guilt. But even though I don't show it, I, I feel this guilt. There's, there's shame that comes, and there's all these things. We wish these temptations would simply go away, but, but they don't. They're, they're, they're everywhere. And tonight, what I want to tell you is this, that if you're sitting here tonight, you have access to help when it comes to temptation. You have access to help when it comes 
to temptation. Like, like you don't have to fight this alone. And I believe this, that temptation, I, the Bible uses a lot of words where it's war, it's a battle, it's a battleground. And I believe that temptation is just that. And we're going to talk a lot about those kind of subjects where it's this fight. It is this fight when it comes to temptation. That it's this battleground. Maybe some of you in history class, uh, you remember back uh, what happened on December 7th, 1941. It's an event called Pearl Harbor. The next day, our president, President Franklin D. Roosevelt, FDR as some people would call him, he is uh, here, and I have a picture of him. He gives this really short seven-minute speech. And in this short seven-minute speech, he talks about this, and here's the famous words that he says in the, the very first line. He said, yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date that will live in infamy. The United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the empire of Japan. And the crazy thing is, as I was reading this past week, is this, that 76 years later, military tacticians say this, referring to December 7th, 1941. Referring to that day, they said it was the greatest example of the power and the element of surprise in the history of military combat. There's been lots of combat go on. But military tacticians say this, it was the greatest time where they didn't know it was coming. There was this element of surprise. And temptation is many times the same way. Like if we don't know it's coming, it will attack and we don't even know it's there. Our Christian life is not a playground. It's more like a battleground. It is a thing where we have to fight off temptation and we have to fight off urges and we have to do this. And the Bible's really clear that our enemy is out to destroy us, much like that happened here in Hawaii 76 years ago. That if we're not ready, destruction will happen. Pearl Harbor, we lost nearly 2,500 Americans. And over a 1,000 more were wounded because they had no idea it was coming. And I think, friends, if temptation, if we don't know where it's coming from, if we don't know a little about it, if we don't know that we have access to some help, like we're going to get blindsided. We are going to get totally, totally blindsided if we're not ready for this, this attack. Anytime there's an attack, we have to have a strategy. We have to have a plan. I want to give you real quick tonight a strategy and a plan. I want to give you some tactical things that you can do when temptation raises its ugly head, when that one thing or there's several things that would love to have you, would love to tempt you over and over and over again, these things that could really, really help you. When it comes to a great strategy and plan, it's really good to, to know where the attack's coming from. If you're at war back in the day, um, we learned when we went to Arizona on a mission trip, we went to work with the Apache Indians. And the Apaches were used as scouts for the U.S. Cavalry. They'd send them out. They knew the lay of the land. They'd send these scouts out, and they'd say, hey, they're about two days away. They'd ride back in, and now they're about a day away. And they would tell them where they're at. This is what's between here. There's a canyon here. And they were these really great scouts. And it's really good to know when you're about to be in the battle where it's coming from. I mean, nowadays, if I was to turn my back and you could tell me, hey, these people behind me are going to attack me, it would be really nice because I could turn around and be able to fight. Nowadays, we use drones for that, where there's drones everywhere in battle, and they can see where the other troops are, and they can say, okay, we're ready because we know where the battle's coming from. In football, you would look at game film, and you figure out, okay, this is what this team would like to do. This is what we'd like to do. We know where they're coming from. We know their strengths, and we can, we can see that. In boxing or MMA people watch film. 
The guy in the corner says, hey, this guy has a really strong left hook. So what you're going to have to do in your fight, you're going to have to keep your left hand up, and you can't open yourself up to it. In MMA, maybe it's a guy who likes to take people to the ground. He has a, a wrestling base, and he likes to, to do that, so they're trying to stop the takedown so they don't get taken to the mat. And, and there's all these things. If you know where the enemy's coming from, it's so much better to be prepared for it. And real quick, I just want to tell you where temptation comes from. Because when we know where the attack's coming from, where it maybe originated, I think it helps us be more prepared of, hey, this may blindside me, this may want to hit me, this may be a left hook. Um, we have to be ready for it. So where does temptation come from? I want to look real quick at a, a verse in James, and he's going to pack this one full of all kinds of things that are going to tell us uh, where some of these things are coming from. He says this, when tempted, this is Jesus' brother James, when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. So we're learning a, bit, a bit, little bit about where it's coming from. If we're going to be attacked, it's nice to know where it's coming from, and here we found a couple places where it's not coming from. But each person is tempted when they're dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. I'm going to leave this verse up here, and first you can see that this is, some people think this, and it's just faulty thinking. We think many times that God's the one tempting us. Like there's this test going on. Yes, God will test you, but God will not tempt you. There'll be some tests come up in our lives spiritually, but there's no temptation that comes from God. It's clear in Scripture, God does not tempt anyone. He's not in that business, and that's probably a really, really good thing for you and for me. First, we learn where it's not coming from, okay? Just like if you're fighting somebody, you know it's not, they don't have a right hook, so you're not worried about that. You don't have to you know you have to worry about it. We know that God's not tempting us. He's not in that business. But the first glimpse we see of something that is, is me. It's myself. And it uses this, this kind of uh, fishing thing. I was talking to Gavin earlier. He told me he went and caught a bunch of trout over spring break. Uh, he told me it was using a rooster tail. And that's what the scriptures really use when it talks about enticed and drawn away. It is this hunting term that it's kind of talking about when people are fishing. You throw the right lure because you want to have the fish come the right bait. And many times, sadly, here's the problem. We're the ones. We're the ones many times that are enticing ourselves, putting ourselves in wrong situations. Maybe it's you're constantly tempted to think you're better than other people. Man, pride wants to tempt me all the time. It just wants to. Maybe you're tempted to cut corners at school or in sports. Just cheat a little bit, make it a little easier on yourself. It's just so many times we, we're dragged away and enticed by our own thoughts. Maybe you're tempted to always procrastinate and just always be the night before. It's your, your project guy. Or night before you're telling your parents about the project that's coming up the next day and you need like eight different pieces of cardboard paper and it's just, you have none of it in the house. Maybe it's gossip. We just entice ourselves with the things we hear sometimes and we're dragged away by it. The first place where temptation comes from many times is ourself. It's really clear. So we know where it's not coming from. It's good to know in a battle, in a fight, where it's coming from. It's not coming from God. It's coming from ourselves. It's also coming from another place. And I would call this our culture. Our culture is battling us um, and trying to drag away and entice us all the time. 
The average person sees about 300 ads per day. That could be driving, that could be on the screen, that could be commercials, that could be on Pandora because you're too cheap like me to pay for the subscription and you have to listen to 30 seconds of something you'll never buy. Um, it could be that. It's one of those things where it's just there's all these ads and things that are coming up here. And, and man, in my day, it is so much harder, I think, to be a young person today. Because I believe temptation is even closer today than it ever was for me. And I'm just thinking about one form of temptation, and that would be, uh, there's a lot of people, read some stats this past week um, uh, about pornography. Pornography, one site um, this past year had 15 billion hits. The thing is, there's only 7 billion people in the world. When I was a kid, there was really two places where you could go. You could go into a gas station, and there were some magazines there, and then there was other things, there was videotapes, and that's the only place. Nowadays, our culture has brought that so much closer. You have an Instagram account? There's all kinds of times where I'm popped up, and there's some person wanting me to like their page, and you can tell by the picture that that is not the kind of page that I need to like. Temptation is so much closer. It is in our phones. It's on computers. It's everywhere. It's so much closer. And you guys are now like, man, there's the enemy is everywhere. The culture is here. It's just so, so, so close. Nowadays, gossip, back in the day, you had to hear gossip at the lunch table or riding home on the bus or from your buddy. Nowadays, all you have to do is pop on social media and you can create your own gossip, see own things going on. And man, there's so much more now where it's saying, hey, would you just be tempted? Here's some ammunition. Here's some things. You don't even have to talk to anybody. You can just look at it and you can create whatever's going on there. You guys are in a tough spot. That's why tonight I hope you're listening because we have all access to help when it comes to temptation. Back in uh, when I was growing up, we had, uh, there, there was no DVR. There were not a lot of channels. There just weren't. Nowadays you have Netflix. There are 300 and something different shows you can watch multiple seasons of, hundreds of movies that you have access at a click. This culture would love for you to go and do that. You have YouTube, all kinds of things on there that just, you know, we watched Dude Perfect earlier, and that's great, but there's a lot of things on there that just aren't great. So you guys need to know where it's coming from. So it's just like if a boxer has a left hook, you know to keep your hands up, then you know when it comes to Netflix or when it comes to YouTube, you've got to keep your hands up, and you've got to fight a little bit. I mean, it's close. If you have a cell phone, you're going to have to battle. Sadly, it's just everywhere. You have to battle and know how to fight temptation a little bit. So we're talking about knowing where the attacks come from. It's not from God. We've talked about that. It's sometimes it's from me. It's my own inclination that I want to go towards that. It's sometimes in our culture. And lastly, and I think Satan uses culture a lot, it's from Satan himself. The Bible talks about this. That he's like a roaring, prowling lion waiting to devour you. Anybody have a cat here? Not quite a lion, but you ever seen how they get ready? They get ready to about pounce, and they just get really still, and they're waiting for the right moment. When I see that, I think that picture of Satan, that he's just ready, and that's what he's doing for me. He's waiting for the right time for me to drop my guard and to attack, and the same thing for you. 
And what he loves most is lies. He loves to lie to you and he loves to lie to me. He's called the father of lies. It's like what he speaks. It's his normal language is lies. And Satan is really crafty. He's really deceptive. And he's not straightforward. He's usually a lot more craftier than that. Like if we go back to Genesis 1, he says these words to, to Eve. Did God really say that? I mean, he's just really crafty. He's really sneaky. He's a really good liar. And he continues to do that with a lot of things today and even in our culture. And Satan always promises this. He promises pleasure. But he doesn't mention the pain, the consequences. He's just like, hey, you'll be like God if you eat the fruit. And he says that with so many things today. This will work if you just do this. But he never talks about the pain that comes with that. So if you're going to fight temptation, you now know a little bit about where it's coming from. In any battle, you've got to be ready. You've got to know where the attack's coming from. Not coming from God. It's coming from me. It's coming from our culture. It's coming from Satan. That's where the attack's coming from. But here's another thing you need to know tonight. As you're planning this strategy to fight, you need to know this, that you have a greater power. That you have a greater and stronger power if you are a follower and believer of Jesus Christ than anything in this world. As we come to Easter, Easter is this time where we celebrate that Jesus came back from the dead. And doing that, he conquered sin and he conquered death. And if you think about it, it takes an extraordinary amount of power to beat sin and death. That's impressive. It's very, very impressive. And that same power that rose Jesus from the grave is a power that would love for you to help battle temptation. I don't know if you realize this or not, but Romans 8.11 tells us this, and this just blows my mind. The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, who raised Jesus from the dead, lives inside of you. Guys, when it comes to temptation, you're stronger. I had a little sister, uh, and she was a little sister. I was always a big guy. And, man, whenever I mess with her and she tried to come at me or punch me or scratch me, I'm like, what are you going to do, little thing? You know, what, what, this little tiny thing, what, what in the world are you going to do to me? And I would just laugh at it, like, come on, what do you, you can't hurt me, you know, whatever, you're not, you're not going to hurt me. There's so many times in my life where if, if I'm playing, um, let's say I'm playing a sport or I'm trying to wrestle somebody and they're just not, you know, just a little tiny, like, come on, what are you going to do to me? I'm, I'm like a lot stronger, you're not, it's going to be okay. And this is the same thinking that we need to have when it comes to Satan and ourselves and our cultures like this. What, what are you going to do? I have the power of the living God inside of me. Because of Jesus, you have all access to the power to beat temptation. And we also have a promise. We have a really powerful promise when it comes to temptation. It says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. It says, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. What that's saying is this, that, that the sin you think that only you're dealing with it's pretty common. We're all dealing probably maybe with that thing, multiple people. It's not special. It's, it's common. And here's the good news. Here's more power for you and me when it comes to temptation. God's faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. Like that means if there's a temptation that comes up, they, he is not going to allow Satan to say, yes, I'm going to give you something that they cannot say no to. He is going to say, that's not allowed. The power of the living God is in them. I am not going to allow that. I'm not going to allow them to be tempted past what they can bear. But when you are tempted, you also provide a way out. 
so you can endure it. God always has an escape plan, an escape route. We don't like that many times because we like to stay in it, and we just don't escape. But, man, we have this power. We have this powerful promise that he'll help us out, that there won't be this temptation that will be too strong. And that we'll have an escape route. So you've got the where, where the temptation's coming from. You've got this enormous amount of power and promise. And lastly, or actually, there's two more, actually. Thirdly is this, you've got other people. Some of you, when it comes to temptation, you, you can't battle it on your own. Even though you know you have God's power, some of us, probably all of us, need to say and go to a friend, a mentor, an adult who would look out for us, a parent maybe, and just say, I am struggling with this, and I cannot. I've tried beating it. I know I have God's power in me, but I cannot. I need your help. The Bible is this book where it says all the time that there's this, all these one another's, that we have people around us for a really, really, really good reason. The Bible, several times it says that, man, when you have these shortcomings and you fall at temptation, you need to talk to your brother or your sister. He says this in James chapter 5. Confess your sins to one another. When you fall at temptation, when you forgot to leave your left up and you get hit with the left hook, confess your sins to one another. Pray for one another you can be healed two people can fight a lot better than one we, we sing a song once in a while in here uh, on Sunday mornings no man's an island and you're not and lastly there's going to have to be some action I put a bunch of words up here these are words anytime I look at temptation in the Bible these are words that pop up and they're all action words we know where the fight's coming from. We know we have a greater power. We know we have other people. But still, we must stand up and we must fight. And we must do some of the things that are on this list. If you look at the first one, it's, a, it's fight. That we can't just no longer lay down. The next one is cut off. Jesus talks about this in Matthew. He says, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your eyes cause you to sin, gouge them out. He's not saying literally do that. He's saying, you know what you need to do is take some drastic measures. Maybe you need to get a, a, an internet filter at home. Maybe you need to put the phone away. Maybe you need to not go to this place or that place. Maybe you don't need to hang with it. He's saying some drastic measures, measures, this action. He talks then about fleeing and running. Many times in temptation we see in scripture where people are just like, dude, I'm not even going to fight that. That's a left hook. I can't fight. I'm out. And sometimes we just need to run. We need to get away. The next one in Scripture talks about is armor. To put on the armor of God that it would protect you. It talks about the armor of God in Ephesians that we should put that on. Another one that talks about is praying. That God, would you help me do this? All these are actions things. Watching, like keeping your eyes open. Using the sword would be the sword of the Spirit in the armor of God. And this is what Jesus used all the time. Anytime Jesus was tempted, we see when Satan came face to face with Jesus on the mountain, he was tempted Jesus used scripture every time. Maybe you need to memorize some scripture so you can, you can use a sword. You're, you're ready when the battle comes. Like we have to have a strategy when temptation comes. Another one would be guarding and rethinking, rethinking and using our mind. We have to do some action. There was a guy, um, he was trying to lose some weight. He decided the best way he could lose weight, he had this really, this one bakery where he was just, he loved it. 
the baker, the stuff there was just the best, and he just continued to just, his waistline continued to expand. So he's like, dude, I've got to drop some pounds. I've got to drop some weight. So he decided this. He said, I will not drive by that bakery anymore. No more. I'm not even going to take that route. I'll take a different route to work. And for a while it worked. Like he didn't go near the bakery. He was dropping some pounds. You know, the belt's getting tighter. You know, he's looking leaner, and it's just a really good thing. Things were going really well for him. But one day, absentmindedly, he gets in the car, and he just turns the wrong way, just like he used to do. It's like muscle memory. I just go this way. And the car goes that way after many times not going that way. So the guy said to himself, he realized what he was doing. He thought, this must be a sign from the Lord. And he goes on to say this, he says, if I drive past and there's a parking spot out front, I'll take that as a sign for the Lord that he wants me to go in and buy something. The funny thing was, on the eighth time around the block, there was a spot. And I think that's how we are many times with sin, many times with temptation. We just stick around. We say we don't run. We don't cut off, we, we don't think, we don't pray, we don't even try to fight it. We just leave our guard down and let temptation do whatever it may to us. We drive around the block eight times. So there it is. Young people, in closing, you need to know this, you're in a battle. And I wish with all my heart that it would stop. I wish I could take so many things that are in your eyes and, and, and around you. I'd love to take them away. As my kids are getting older, I'd love to just be able to put them in a dark room where they're not going to see these things and then just be able to protect them as much as I possibly can. But I cannot do that. It's not going to stop until Jesus comes back. It's going to continue. So you have to have a strategy. You have to have a battle plan. You have to have your, your fist up. It is this fight that you are going to be in. You must have this action plan to fight or to cut off or to flee or to run or to stop or to put on some armor or to pray or have some scripture or to rethink some things. You must have that because it's not going to stop. The people who built the Great Wall of China there's this gigantic structure. I'm sure you know about it. It's one thing you can actually, they say you can see it from space. I'm not sure. I've never been there, but I'm sure you could. Maybe someday I'll get to go. They spent this amount of, a massive amount of money and labor to build this huge thousands of miles of wall, huge, huge wall. And when it was finished, it was, it was very strong. People thought they'd never get through it, and people, you know, didn't break through it. But here's what happened. They thought it would keep out the enemies. They thought it would keep out the invaders, but they didn't break down the wall. They didn't go around it. They just bribed the gatekeepers, and they got access. And that's what Satan's going to continue to do. Slowly, he's going to bribe and say things like, "You know what? It's it's cool. Everybody's doing that. It's not a big deal." And slowly he bribes his way and we drop our hands and he's got us one more time. If you're like me and you've been defeated by temptation and sin, I want to tell you this, that there's some good news. There's some really good news in this and it's this news that we find here in 1 Peter. Jesus Christ himself, we're, Easter is this Sunday and I hope in 
praying you'll be here. Easter is this, Christ himself bore our sins on his body, on the cross, that we might die to sin and live righteousness, live to righteousness. For by his wounds you were healed. For you were continually straying like sheep. You were continually getting tempted to go astray. But now you've returned to the shepherd and the guardian of your soul. Easter is this reminder that you can have all access. You have all access to overcoming the power of temptation. Because of the cross, we have that power. Easter is this constant reminder that, that, that when we fall, we are confidently that we can get back up because we have the grace and the mercy that we need when we fall into temptation. You have all access to defeating Satan and yourself and this culture through Jesus. A couple weeks ago when we started this series, we, whenever you get all access, you have a pass. And through the rest of this series, we, we have some passes up here. And last week, um, a couple people grabbed them and they said, you know what, I want the all access of Jesus. And maybe you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you, you don't have this pass to beat temptation. Well, tonight we want to offer it to you. And it's just simply that we're not going to have an invitation on the way out, on your way to life group. If you just want to grab one of these and give it to your uh, life group leader or come talk to me afterwards, we would love to give you all access to Jesus Christ, which in turn gives us all access to fighting temptation. But you got to fight it. you got to fight it. It's a battle. Let me pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, maybe tonight somebody needs to pick up this all-access pass. On the way by, they're just like, I've never accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Tonight's the night. I need help with that temptation. God, would you remind us tonight if we have chosen to follow you that we have and we know where temptation comes from. Like we know where Satan's going to affect us or we're going to affect ourselves or where this culture that we have to literally put up our fist and we are going to have to fight. Because God, we have this power from you and we have these really good promises from you. We've got other people around us. God, would you help us to take action tonight? For some of us, maybe it's we need to flee from some sin, maybe. We need to cut off away from this. Maybe we need to have, take some drastic measures. Maybe we need to memorize some scripture. God, these young people tonight, they're in a battle. They're in a battle. It's not going to stop. God, would you help them to fight? Would you help them to keep their hands up? Would you help them to use these tools that you've given us to destroy temptation? God, we pray we remember you as if we do fall, we remember your grace and your love. Lord, we thank you for tonight and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.